Hello and welcome to Essentials to Heal Yourself. I'm Laura Lee Humphreys. So today's episode is part two in the series that's all about helping you design your lifestyle of love. And this is a series that I created to help my clients become much more intentional and aware and conscientious of what they're doing, why they're doing it, and with whom they're doing it. So I'd like you to follow along with this episode and do the exercises that I'm going to show you and explain to you today. And please leave your comments in the below with this episode to let me know what you thought of your experience in doing these exercises. So if you've not gone, if you've not listened to the first episode in this series, I highly recommend that you do that. It's the episode right before this one that's all about explaining why we'd need to do or why design a lifestyle of love and how to start. So in that episode, I walked you through the fact that we oftentimes spend our energy and focus in designing a career path for ourselves or how we want our businesses and such to be structured. But yet, how often do we really think about designing the same type of plan for ourselves in the improvement of our health and the reversing of health issues, of becoming much more conscientious and intentional with everything that we do with our health. And as you'll see in these exercises that I'm going to explain to you, this carries out into your whole lifestyle because everything goes back to your mind, your thinking and your consciousness. The state of your health is a direct expression, a direct reflection of how you think about yourself, what your beliefs are about who you have been taught to believe that you are, what you believe about your body and how you understand it to function. So when we get to deciding to create an intentional lifestyle plan for ourselves, that it really calls into question all of these unspoken, unacknowledged biases that we get then get to look at and decide if they actually have a place in our life or not. Do we really want them? Are they really serving us? And one of the best ways of identifying or helping to identify and start that process is, as I explained in the first episode of this series, is looking at who you are. How do you define yourself versus how does society define yourself? Society is all about the the roles that we play, how we're supposed to interact and talk to people or not. All of that is an ego-based identity. And when we limit ourselves to only believing that that's who we are, we set ourselves up for lots of problems. We make choices we wouldn't otherwise do. We eat things, we care for ourselves in a poor manner. And in short, we live out of harmony with natural laws of health and hence we produce the effects and results of disease. Whereas if instead we really focus in on who we truly are, to get that foundation straight, really identify who are you, your essence, as a spiritual, energetic, creative, sovereign being. 
It's a completely different paradigm shift, completely different perception of who you are according to what society wants you to do or be. But who are you actually? And as we talked about in the previous episode, you can kind of distill all of those descriptions down into being, embodying unconditional love, a being of unconditional love. So therefore, we use that as the basis for everything when we're, when we're creating our lifestyle of love, because it's also a reminder of every time you look at this, every time you take action with your lifestyle of love, you're reminding yourself of who you actually truly are, to tap into your true essence as a divine spiritual being, which then helps you unplug from the false identity that society wants to shove down your throat of how they tell you you're supposed to act and be and do. As you do that, then you begin to discover your own core truths, your own values and ethics, which then dictates how you manage yourself. The things you spend your energy into, how you conduct yourself and what you support and don't support. Ultimately, what naturally, organically emerges from this is a core base ethic of do no harm. Do no harm to yourself, whether in word or thought or deed or food. Do no harm to your body. Do no harm to the other people in your life. Do no harm to the plants and animals and the environment and nature. Do no harm, period. As a divine, spiritual, creative, sovereign being of unconditional love, the natural innate expression of who that being is, is to do no harm. You would think this is a no-brainer. Apparently, <laughs> we've become so lost in our society that it's got time to bring us back to the very core basics of do no harm, of tap into and identify yourself of who you actually are. And then from there, proceed to manage your life with intention, with conscious in deliberation of how you manage your energy, how you conduct yourself, how you spend your money, what do you put into your mouth? So this exercise of developing and designing your lifestyle of love is a template that you can use to help you in this process of becoming who you truly are meant to become, your highest potential, to really stretch for and reach for embodying who you truly are as not being of unconditional love. So with that said, let's continue on in our progress of how we're designing our lifestyle of love template. So again, if you haven't watched episode one, where we, did, where we talked about who you are and what you really want, go back and watch that. And then today's conversation is going to be building upon that in step two. So now that we've got a foundation of who we are, now we have to decide the next step is to start looking at what constitutes a lifestyle of love. 
what constitute a lifestyle built upon, designed upon the core ethic of do no harm, of expressing yourself as a being of unconditional love. So pull out a piece of paper or your laptop or whatever and start just writing some notes. And again, don't feel pressured that you have to do it all today. This is an organic plan that's always in, in re, up to revision. You're always going to be shifting and changing and working this plan because you are changing and growing. What you have today could be completely different than what you have a year from now, five years from now, provided you follow along this template and do the things that this template teaches you to do. And you'll also be surprised how much progress you make in your overall personal growth, your healing, how your body responds to the choices, how your mental and emotional health and stability changes and clarifies over time. Okay, it's about personal growth here. And remembering that everything comes from mind. It's your choice. It's your consciousness infused into your life of deliberately, intentionally, with great awareness, designing how you want to live. Okay, so pull out your piece of paper or your laptop, start writing down some notes. So I have a list of several questions here. I'm going to read out to you to help jog your mind, your thinking, your member, your uh, your creative juices of things to think about of how you would want your life to look on a day-to-day -day basis. If you are living from embodying your highest potential of who you truly are, your authentic self is a divine spiritual creative being of unconditional love, how would you live your life? What would you do on a day-to-day -day basis? How would you care for yourself and your body? What kind of work or contribution would, be, would you be offering society? How would you treat others? So just let these questions kind of spark some ideas for you as I read through some of them, right? So what makes you feel the most alive, that you're most passionate about, that sparks your heart and makes it sing? What is the greatest dream or thing that you wanted to accomplish in your lifetime? Most often, these are things that you thought about as a child or a young adult. And due to bills and circumstances and jobs and family and career and house and all the things, the material trappings that enslave us, oftentimes these dreams got put on the shelf and then we forgot about them. So I'm encouraging you to pull them off the shelf, dust them off, look at them again and see how relevant they are for who you are today. If there's something that needs to be embellished upon or tweaked and molded a little bit, or if you've simply just outgrown it and moved on. Okay. Some more questions. What kind of food would you give your body? And in what kind of schedule? Would it be shoving your face with food all day long, eating five times a day, which in my opinion is quite ridiculous? Or would you only eat when your body requires food? Or like an intermittent fasting schedule, say like a, a window of eating time that's like six hours long. Okay, how would you care for your body? What would you spend your money on? 
for things when your body needs some maintenance or some care and upkeep? What modalities, what healthcare practitioners, what things would you spend your money on? And again, remember, we're coming from an ethic of do no harm. This includes do no harm to your body by poisoning it with toxic drugs, radiation, shots, surgeries, things that are going to damage and mutilate the body. We're talking about do no harm to yourself, to your body. And if that stretches you, then I encourage you to just make a note of that, of something that you'll need to explore and learn and educate yourself on. Okay, here's some other questions. What body care products, self-care habits, and activities would you need to bring into your life and eliminate from your life in order to honor yourself and your body as a being of unconditional love? What activities and self-care habits and protocols would honor your body? that would do no harm to it. Consider some of the current lifestyle situations and things that you're currently doing. How many of them are working right now that you feel really good and, and comfortable with that really nurture and feed your soul? And how many of those suck the life force and energy out of you? The things that you've told yourself, oh, I should, I should do this, I shouldn't do that. Well, I take a look at that. Where did the shoulds come from? Are they coming from somebody else's agenda for you of what they think you need to be doing? Or is it coming from a deeper truth of, no, this was really damaging to myself and I really need to like get a grasp on myself and stop fooling myself and eliminate this thing or this activity, okay? Because this thing or activity is doing harm to myself. Some other things. What foods do you currently have in your house, in your kitchen, that would need to be eliminated? And by looking at the ingredients, doing looking at how that thing was made, who made it, if it's actual real food, or is it a manufactured thing by a globalist corporation and labeling it as food that's harming your body? What things in your pantry, in your refrigerator, in your freezer would need to be eliminated? Who would be with you? If you're your highest expression of yourself, living as a being of unconditional love, what kind of people or what types of people would be in your life? Your family, your friends, your partners, your spouses. Look at some of your current relationships. Are they relationships or are they relationships full of toxicity and manipulation? that create disease and suck the life force out of you, where neither one of you are honoring each other, where you're doing harm to each other by being in that relationship. Is the relationship on its course? Do you need to take steps to eliminate yourself from said relationship? Get honest with yourself. Your children, how would you treat them? What would you give them? to honor them and their bodies, to do no harm to them. 
to teach them how to honor themselves, how to care for their bodies, how to recognize their true essence, that they are a spiritual, creative, sovereign beings equal as you. Okay, consider some of these things. What kind of values and goals and common ideals would you have with the people in your life? Are you going in the same direction as they are? Or do they have very different priorities and values? Consider the information that you bring into your life, the media, the things you read, the type of music you listen to, the lyrics of the music you listen to. Many, many, many songs have very highly profane and vulgar lyrics that all goes into your subconscious mind. Do you really want to be adding that into your mind? Would a being of love who valued themselves really allow such vulgarity within into their mind? Think about it. What kind of information do you take in? How would you treat your environment, the plants, the earth, the animals? How would you acknowledge that they too have a level of consciousness, that they too are aware? Just because they are not the same type or expression of consciousness as human consciousness, that does not make them completely void of any awareness or consciousness, because that is not true whatsoever. All you have to do is look at the dog, look at your, look at your pets. How do they express? There is awareness and personality and consciousness in there. How do you honor that? How do you care for them? If you could describe what health and vitality feels like, how would you define that? How would you describe the feeling? As you're writing all of these things down about all the different things you have in your life, your lifestyle, think about or consider, are you seriously interested and committed to actually creating this? To actual do, actually do the work, the day-to-day tasks and efforts and planning for them and adding these things into your life to make the shift to remold your current lifestyle, to remold the current state of your health, to achieve what you're writing here? Or is it just pipe dreams that you really don't believe you're capable of doing, that you're really not serious about? Okay. Really feel into you as you're writing this of what is really of value and importance to you that you will actually take steps and take action on. Also, as you're doing this, then consider or just pay attention to the mental chatter that comes up for you. All of the negatives, the shoulds, the oughts, the nots, I can't, this is crazy, this is outrageous, this is too far out of my grasp, on and on and on. All of the stories and the excuses, all of the mental chatter that says you can't, you're not allowed, you're not able to, you're not good enough, you're not whatever, all of the stuff. Notice it. Also notice the feelings that come up for you 
the stories and the excuses and recognize that these are the very things that are keeping you stuck in the box of where you currently are at. So rather than believing everything that all this chatter is telling you, recognize it for what it is, which is the voice of all of the social programming that you've adopted and inherited over your lifetime, along with all of the unresolved emotional issues and traumas that you've experienced. All the things that are designed to keep you small and limited in a box. All of this is completely counter and opposite to the expression of you as you as who you truly actually are, as an unconditional being of love. So which one are you going to believe? Which voice are you going to believe? Your inner nudgings of who you feel that you truly are, or all of the nonsense from society that's been thrown at you and programmed you. Stop limiting yourself. Stop devaluing yourself by believing all of this mental negative chatter that says that you're not worth it, that you're not capable, that you're not lovable. See through the game and call yourself on it and proceed on your way. Continue on with this exercise. So spend some time with this. This is not clo a closed end thing. You can come back and add things to it every few days or whenever something sparks your, your uh, comes to mind, anytime a thought comes to mind as you're going about your day, it's like, oh, I need to write this down on my plan. Oh, this is what I want to have. Or as you're learning new things, as you're exposed to conversations and media and information, and it sparks something in you, it's like, oh, that's something I really would like to explore. Oh, that really talks to me in my heart of this could be another way I can express myself as a true, as an authentic, unconditional, loving, spiritual being. And so you go write it down on your list. Okay. So this is, this is an ongoing list. Okay. I've just started just kind of prompted you with some initial questions and things to think about. So write as much of that as you can. And then when you feel like you've come to a certain clarity of your of the picture for now, of what you want for now, where you can kind of lay it out or you have a, it's a pretty good picture of how you want your life to be structured, how you want your work, work um, schedule to be structured, the type of work you do, the type of income, the people, all the interactions, all the things. Once you have that pretty well laid out, now we're ready to go to step the next step, which is step three in this whole process. And that is to image your personal icon. Now, there's several specific reasons as to why I have this step in here, which I'll explain to you. So every culture on the globe, many languages use symbols to convey information. Symbols are as old as time. And within that symbol, there is a lot of information encoded into it. So think of a symbol 
off the top of your head, like where it could be a cross or um, a spiral or various symbols that you've seen throughout your life. Some of the ones you've even um, used yourself. And just think about all of the information that comes up for you when you look at that symbol. All of the ways that you can describe the topic or the thing. Okay, When you look at um, Asian languages, you know, like the Mandarin, the Chinese, the things where they use those little symbols or those little characters, there's a lot of information encoded within that character. When you look at an Egyptian hieroglyphs, same thing. All of the ancient um, languages always used symbols. The subconscious mind thinks in symbols. It receives information via symbols, colors and images, pictures. Okay, This is an, as old as time. And so by you creating your personal icon, you're creating a specific symbol that's unique to you, that when you look at it, reminds you of this description of your lifestyle that you just wrote out. So rather than having two pages of descriptors of how you want your ideal life to be, all of that information is encoded within the symbol that you have designed and created. And I would suggest making it a fairly simple symbol that you can easily recreate in your mind. But when you look at it, it stimulates this whole picture of your lifestyle that you want, that you're willing to create and, and manifest and work towards. Okay. So spend some time doing some searches online for what symbols, for various symbols, and looking for, you know, what are, what's out there, of how you could create your own that's, that embodies or expresses all your things of your lifestyle, but yet it's very simple for you to uh, recreate and draw. Okay. So that's your personal icon. You know, same, same type of thing when people do image or uh, vision boards. They've got all these pictures and colors and words and all the things, and you can look at it and get lost in it. Let's just take that and simplify it dramatically into just a simple symbol. Okay. Because what you're going to do with this personal icon is you're going to use it to teach your body, to instruct your subconscious mind, which is your body, to receive the instructions encoded into your symbol so that your subconscious mind begins to work with your conscious mind so that you can manifest the lifestyle of love that you desire. Okay. So how are we going to do that? We're going to use what I call the uh, you are what you eat meditation. I'll just briefly describe it here. I go into a lot more detail when I teach my clients this whole process. But for today's purposes, it's to teach your subconscious mind, teach the cells of your body that this is the instructions of what I want you to create and how I want you to function and how I want the, the new daughter cells to express and to build out within the body, okay? I've mentioned before in some of my other uh, episodes the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza and 
his work with the subconscious mind. I would recommend if you want to know, understand more of the science behind all this, all the physics and the neural science and all the things, then go look up some of his work or also go look up various teachers who talk about the art of manifesting because that's exactly what we're dealing with here. Okay. So now that you've got your personal icon, your symbol that describes your lifestyle, the state of health that you want, now you're going to do this meditation. And so you're going to find a quiet space. It only takes about a few minutes. So block out like maybe 10, 15 minutes. A quiet space where you're not going to be interrupted by all the people, the phones, the, the buzzers, the animals, the dogs, the, the doorbell, all the things. Completely unplug from your phone, unplug from the media, unplug from the internet, shut off the TV and the stereo and all the noise, all of the background distractions. And I know it's difficult because that actually ha when you do that, then you actually have to look at yourself and sit with yourself which is a practice. And for some people, it's a very threatening thing because God forbid they should actually look at themselves. Let's hope that's not you. So you find a quiet place. What I like to do is I have my own meditation place, the same place where I do the majority of my meditations. It's not in bed. And that teaches the body, this is the meditation space. And so when we're sitting here, we're doing meditation. Therefore, calm down relax, get out all the wiggles and the iggles and the itches and all the things, calm down because this is where we go to, to connect with our innards. This is where we go to connect with our spirit. This can be become a sacred space. So you design, you find your own meditative space where you're going to sit down several times a week and do your, your meditation of you are what you eat. So, and again, I title this meditation very specifically because you are what you eat, not just with food, but with media, with conversations, with information that you take in, the quality of, of interactions with people. All of that contributes to who you are, okay? It's what you take in, what you assimilate and metabolize and digest. It becomes who you are. So when you're moving from an ego-based identity of what society has taught you to believe that you are, you've eaten, you've absorbed, you've metabolized all of these roles, all of this, I call it pretend identity because it's an ego-based identity, identity that does not express who you truly are as a spiritual being of love. So you're unplugging from this, you're consciously moving from that reality to living from your true authentic space state of being of tapping into who you really are and your personal icon is a symbol to help you tap into that to anchor within your body within the tissues of your cells within your subconscious mind within your neurology within your biochemistry within your hormonal bio um, makeup of your body so you find your, your, your meditation space. You have the symbol of your personal icon in your mind. And you go into a meditative space. Sometimes if you need to have instrumental music, I suggest that you do. 
calm meditative music is only instrumental, no words. Emphasis, no words, only instrumental. Because if there's words in the song, then your mind is going to follow the track of the words. It's not going to pay attention to what to you, of what you are needing to do. It's training your mind to follow your directions of what this meditation also teaches you to. So you start to breathe, you calm yourself down, you relax your body, you relax your mind. Listening to in the background to some certain um, instrumental meditative music to help relax you. And then you image, you pull up your icon, your personal image in your mind. You see that symbol in your mind. This is why I say make it simple so that you can easily image it within your mind. And then what I want you to do <clears throat> is image yourself bringing this symbol, all of this information, loaded with information that's in your personal icon, taking it into your mouth, chewing it, eating it, swallowing it, feeling the information of that going down your esophagus into your stomach to be metabolized and digested. For your body to receive the instructions contained within your personal icon of this is who we are now going to embody. This is how you are going to feed yourself. This is how you're going to heal yourself. This is how you're going to take care of yourself and honor yourself. Okay. You're taking, it, you're taking in all of that information and then you see the personal icon down into like a hologram, itty bitty bits of your bloodstream, of, of it going into your bloodstream, through your intestinal wall, into your bloodstream, and it being distributed through the blood to every single cell of your body to nourish and feed and instruct your cells as to what to do, how to function what to create and build according to the instructions in your personal icon to build a healthier body, to eliminate the toxins, to release the recycled emotional molecules that keep you stuck in a rut, to recycle and break down the hormones, all of the, the chemist, the drug residues and all the chemicals that we are subjected to so that the body can eliminate all of the toxic load. You're giving your body instructions as to how to function, how to rebuild itself to a higher order of being, a higher order of health. And over time, as you continue doing this, embedding, strengthening, reinforcing these instructions, your subconscious mind, i.e. your body, will receive this message fully, thoroughly, and you will feel a shift within your body. And it will come become a thing where it's not just this mental construct, but you will feel it and know that it's possible. Because as you're doing this meditation, feel the joy, feel the gratitude, feel the love. Tap into the essence of who you are and feel that. Draw up that emotion. Tap into that energy as you're doing your meditation of you are what you eat. You know, there's, it's proven science. You look at, it's very common within, um, for example, professional athletes. They have a race or a game or whatever their sport is. And you often hear about them. They go over and over and over that event in their mind a hundred gazillion, bazillion times. Their body 
is trained to do that activity as well as just simply from the mental instructions, the body learns to do that activity, that sport, as well as if they were actually doing it. So you're training your body mentally, you're training and strengthening your will, your ability to focus, your ability to commit to yourself for doing this, uh, following out this, this plan. Okay. So when you feel that your body has received these instructions in my situation when i feel it it's like there's there's a shift of energy there's something that just shifts and changes inside and and it's a deepened commitment of i know this is possible i know this is going to happen the body has learned and received the instructions it's gone from the mind to the heart to the body and from now that the subconscious mind has gotten the message and now it's working in harmony with you, in parallel with you to go in the same direction instead of going against you. And so now you're working together with your body to create the thing that you've instructed it to do, to revamp your health, to change the, the habits, to give to greater motivation to start eating actual correct real food instead of all the garbage and the drunk junk that creates disease. Okay. You'll have find motivation and more reason and impetus and more of a feeling of, oh, I'm committed to this choice over here and I'm not going to choose that anymore. And it becomes easier to make those changes in, high, in lifestyle habits. Okay. So that is the next two steps for creating and designing your lifestyle of love suggest you go through this this episode a couple more times take notes or um whatever you need to do but do this exercise that i've laid out here and create your icon start doing your meditation and doing it several times a week you've got to do it often enough so that your subconscious mind knows that you're serious and that it actually receives the information okay so with that, I hope you enjoyed this process. Let me know in the comments what you think of it. And as you do these activities, then let me know what you came up with. Drop me a line in the comments below. As well as share this episode, as well as the previous one, with people you, who you know could benefit from this, of doing this process of designing your lifestyle of love with them. With that, uh, also, subscribe to my channel. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, I have a gift for you to help spur you along in this process. It's a downloadable PDF that you can get. The link to do to download that is going to be in the description of this episode. And it's what it really what it takes to really heal yourselves, the four aspects of yourself that you need to address and to consider. So when you're going through that PDF and looking at those four aspects of yourself, then that will help you clarify or give you more information about things to consider when designing your lifestyle of love, of how you want your life to be structured that would support the ideal state of health, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. A lifestyle that will support you in expressing who you truly actually are as an authentic, spiritual, creative being. And it will also support you in remembering the core ethic 
of honoring life and of doing no harm. So download that PDF and thank you so much for tuning in. And until the next episode, love to hear your thoughts and take care. Talk to you soon.